Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. What's up, y'all? It's Russ Parr. Welcome to the Russ Parr cast. And of course, today we're talking to Dr. Anthony Fauci. I'm going to ask him a lot of questions. Hopefully I can ask him some of the questions that you have. So he's on the line right now. Let's go right to it, y'all. On the line right now, his name is Dr. Anthony Fauci, chief medical advisor to the president of the United States and the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. First of all, I just want to say that um, far be it that I would be a fan. I'm a fan of the fact that you have information that I have used almost daily on my show. And it's tragic that we've lost so many lives, but I truly believe the information that you have disseminated has, has saved thousands upon thousands of lives. And it's just sad that, you know, your job is you just want to be a scientist and just brought into this political arena. But there's so many questions I have and I have so, so little time. Uh, Thank you once again for being on the show. We really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You got it. All right. So I want to start off with the boosters. Um, A a lot of folks, I I just read a report just came out just the other day where you're saying that, that we're starting to see an increase of vaccinated people being hospitalized. Would you be would you say that's because they need the boosters? Well, yeah. Well, first of all, people need to understand that the more relative proportion of the population that gets vaccinated, since no vaccine is 100 percent effective, you are going to see vaccinated people get breakthrough infections. Some of them, particularly the elderly and those with underlying conditions, could actually get hospitalized. But the thing that that listeners need to understand is that when you compare the risk of hospitalization of an unvaccinated person versus a vaccinated person, it's multi, multi fold more likely that an unvaccinated person will wind up in the hospital compared to a vaccinated person. Having said that, the point you make about boosters is that vaccine protection against infection, at least with the two dose regimen of the mRNA, tends to wane over several months. And what we've learned that if you give a third shot boost for those who've gotten the mRNA, either the Moderna or the Pfizer, or a second shot for those who've gotten J&J, you dramatically increase the level of protection and you overcome the waning of that immunity, which is the reason why Mm. we're very enthusiastic for people who've been fully vaccinated to please go ahead and get your booster shot because it could really jack up very, very clearly the level of protection mm-hmm. and obviate against the the uh, the waning that some of us right. see in our protection. A, a concern of mine, it's like I had a lot of family members that took the J&J, and I'm having a hard time convincing them that the J&J efficacy is sitting at 3%. Because it's sitting at about 3% after about six months, does that mean they have little or no protection? They just have 3% protection? Or has your body developed um, some kind of learning mechanism to be able to ward off the infiltration of this disease? Yeah, it depends on what you mean by the 3%. If you measure clinical effect and you're down to 3%, then obviously the immune system that you've triggered with the J&J has waned enough that you really need help there. If you're talking about the level of antibody, namely the protein that could be correlated with protection, 
that isn't always a one-to-one relationship with protection, particularly with J&J. So you could have a low level of antibody and still get good protection. Bottom line is, instead of worrying about measuring that, mm-hmm. if you've got one shot of J&J, you can go ahead and get a booster right now. Okay. Uh, I think one of the other things that uh, everybody's excited about, and when I read about it, because I read almost every day, and I'm, I'm not a scientist, but I try to break it down. These pills that first came out with from Merck, and then now, of course, Pfizer has a pill that they're saying it's like 89% effective in avoiding severe disease and, and hospitalization and death. Um, with that being said, there are a lot of people saying, well, because I have friends that are not vaccinated, they're saying, what? heck, well, there's a pill now, so I don't need to get vaccinated. What do you say to those people? I say that you're making a mistake. And the reason is, that in, you know, as an infectious disease person, myself, who've been taking care of people with serious infectious diseases for now close to 50 years, mm-hmm. I can tell you it is always, always better to prevent the infection rather than to treat it. Because although the pill, if given in the first three days of infection, of symptomatic infection, can diminish the likelihood of getting to be hospitalized or dying by 89%. The way you can get that to be 100% likelihood that you'll not go to the hospital is to not get infected in the first place. And that's what vaccines do. Right. What's happening now is we're seeing uh, an increase of cases. Um, I got my booster, my, my third shot. I got my flu shot pretty much around the same time. It's okay to take them both, from what I understand. Um, but we're seeing an increase. Is this in certain areas, or is this just kind of like all over the country, worldwide? Well, the increase in infection is related, obviously, to the level of protection of an individual. But if you live in an area of the country where the level of dynamics of infection in the community is very high, usually because the level of vaccination in those communities is low, even a vaccinated person is at a greater risk of a breakthrough infection, which is one of the reasons why we say, and we don't mean it in any way to point fingers at all to anybody, Mm -hmm. but an unvaccinated person who gets infected is part of the process of the dissemination of virus in the community. And the more the virus is disseminated in the community, that puts everybody at risk. That puts the unvaccinated person at risk, and that puts a vaccinated person at risk of a breakthrough infection. So when you're making a decision, which I believe is an incorrect decision, of not getting vaccinated, it isn't only about you. Because you don't live in a vacuum. You live in a community. Mm -hmm. And it should be your societal responsibility to not only protect yourself and your family, but also to be part of the protective shield to the entire community. If two vaccinated people are sitting in the room, is it a high likelihood that they can pass the disease on to each other? Or it's, it's a little bit more difficult as opposed to two unvaccinated people? Well, it's certainly not a high likelihood, that's for sure. Really? Because, oh, yeah. I mean, if you are vaccinated uh, and your person next to you is vaccinated, and you're saying if you're both infected, is that the point you're yes. saying? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, certainly vaccination uh, 
rapidly diminishes the level of virus in the nasopharynx. So there has been some studies to show that when you initially get infected and you're an unvaccinated versus a vaccinated person, that the level of virus with the Delta variant, not the Alpha variant, but the one that's dominant now, Mm -hmm. the Delta variant, the level of virus is essentially the same. But decrease and the degradation of the virus in the nasopharynx of the vaccinated person is much more rapid than in the unvaccinated, what makes you assume quite clearly that people who are unvaccinated are going to be able to spread it more than people who are vaccinated. I'm running out of time. we got two questions. One, child, children getting vaccinated. Do you support that? I have a lot of friends that are vaccinated. They're concerned about getting their young children vaccinated. Can we without a doubt, say it's safe for our children. Yes, it's safe and it's 91% effective in kids 5 to 11 years old. I can answer a lot of questions by telling people I have three adult children in their late 20s and early 30s. -hmm. But if they were 5 to 11 right now, I wouldn't hesitate for a moment to get them vaccinated. Dr. Fauci, I know we're out of time. I can't ask you my last question, but I just want to thank you for uh, taking the time to disseminate the information. I appreciate everything that you do. It's meaningful. I think it truly saves lives, and I appreciate you taking the time with us again. All right. Thank you. My pleasure. Good to be with you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Russ Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and give us a rating and let everyone in your circle know about the Russ Podcast. We'll be dropping Russ's rants occasionally, so make sure you check that out. And a new episode each week. Check me out during the weekday mornings on the Russ Parr Morning Show, syndicated nationally. Make sure you follow us on all socials at Russ Parr Show. Thanks again, y'all.